UMGoBlue.com. By fans, for fans. Since 1999. Hello. Welcome to this edition of the UMGoBlue.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with... Andy Anderson. And we're going to talk about Michigan Football Media Day. Well, Andy, what did you think about Media Day? Well, I think the Media Days are getting shorter and shorter. This was a pretty uh, concise Media Day. And the format that they use is of uh, a huddle around individual coaches and then around individual players means that you can't get to everybody you want to get to, so it's kind of a uh, miserable format, I think. But still, it's interesting to talk to him. I had a nice talk with uh, Coach Madison, and I learned that he's got some new nomenclature now. We were talking about Rashawn Gary and whether he might play or not. And he indicates the kid has the intellect and the physique to uh, get going. It's up to him to do the job. He's easy to coach, humble, got a good attitude, all the things that you need. But he's going to play on the run-stopping side of the, they call it the anchor. So it's going to be the strong tight end that he's going to be at. And the other one, the one the rush, the rush end is going to be called uh, open, the open. And that's the nomenclature used. I didn't get a chance to have him explain anything, but that was something new. All in all, uh, the players that I talked to, and I know the ones that you talked to too, probably. Uh, are, we're very classy in the answers. They're very dedicated. They're excited to the season. And all in all, things are looking up. At, uh, everything's rising at, uh, in Michigan football. And it looks like uh, they got someone in charge that knows what he's doing. You know, one thing that I noticed, and you know, before we go player by player and coach by coach, um, I'm surprised that the players seem to be a little more open in what they talk about. Um, uh-huh. In past seasons, especially under Hoke, um, the players seemed a little reserved. They they seemed to kind of have the company line and repeat it over and over again. And again, not that these guys were dropping you know bulletin board material, but they seemed to be pretty comfortable. You know, in sharing their thoughts, and it's very clear that uh, they're really excited about the upcoming season. And I'll tell you, one of the best quotes and one of the best exchanges that that I had was actually listening to Taco Charlton talk. And first, I'll tell you that that he's huge. I mean, he is Jake Butt huge. Um, it was funny because. You know, I saw him amble into the to the press area, and at first I thought, wow, is that a tight end? And then I looked at the number and looked at him, and I'm like, gosh, that's Taco. And Taco is just, just, just huge. Um, and again, very well spoken. You know, as, as an alum, we always appreciate that. But again, one of the things he said is, you know, one of the questions that came from the pool was how uh, high expectations impacted on him and the team. And he said, listen, he goes, my expectations are always extremely high. So whenever somebody tells me their expectations, um, they're not usually as high as, as what I'm shooting for. And it was funny because that's one of the things that kind of hit me about talking to the, these players and these coaches is that 
whatever the fans are expecting, these guys are shooting are shooting higher. And it, that's interesting because, you know, having been around the program for a while and talked to coaches, you know, there was a time where, you know, especially in the Lloyd Carr era, era, that, well, we want to win the Big Ten. That's all we want. I think these guys want everything. I think they want it all. And they may not exactly say it, and you know, you'll hear Coach Harbaugh talk about that the most important game is the next game, and you will hear players echo that. But I, I think they want it all. And, and it, it's interesting. There's a swagger to the team. There's a confidence to the team. Um, it was interesting. Uh, I had a chance to talk to Jabril Peppers. And, again, another very well-spoken guy. And, uh, again, um, you know, they're, they're really excited. You know, it's funny to hear them talking about how excited they are with the, with the, the brand change to Nike. Um, to a man, they seem to be to have a lot of respect for for Jordan. Um, they like the equipment, but the reality is, is they just want to play the game. They want to get out there and, and, and knock heads. And um, it sounds like Jabril Peppers was very enthusiastic in his support of Jordan Lewis getting to play offense. And you know, uh, Coach Harbaugh talked that that. Peppers may be a three-way player and that, that Jordan Lewis may see some snaps on offense. And Peppers is a big fan. He, he thinks Jordan Lewis would light it up on offense. So, And one of the other things is that you know he's perfectly comfortable playing 80 to 90 to 100 plays per game. You know, he's up for it. He's like, and it's funny because, he, you know, sometimes we want to make football rocket science. And he says, listen, I've been playing both ways, he goes, ever since Pop Warner football. And sometimes sometimes we forget about that. And, and I think that usually where players get hung up and the reason that it's not easy to play both ways is, first, there's a conditioning aspect, but also there's an intelligence aspect. I mean, there's a lot to learn to play well on both sides of the ball. And it's very clear that, that Peppers and Lewis have the physicality, have the conditioning, and the, the, the mental understanding of both positions to, to do it. And, you know, one of the things that, that Peppers mentioned is that, you know, Lewis has been covering wide receivers in his whole Michigan career. So to play offense a little bit not only, you know, gives him a little bit of variety, but also helps him on the defensive side to kind of know what the offensive players are thinking about. So I, I really thought that that was a good exchange. I'm really looking for a lot from those two players. Um, I know you you spoke with some players, Andy. What was uh, what was your perspective? Well, I spoke to uh, McCray, and he uh, was in the middle and not hurt anymore. Uh, and was hurt for a while, but it's had a bad year. I think he wanted his father went to uh, to uh, Ohio State. I didn't know that he had that kind of bad blood running around in him, but he is very excited. says he is 100% now, and he hasn't been before. He said his dad had the same path, career path, that he saw early injuries all over the place. He got that all sorted out by the time he was a senior and uh, aging a little, and had a, a sterling career, so... I'm hoping the, the uh, linebacker situation is going to get, especially if Peppers is there, uh, helping it. I'm wondering, though, 
if you're running, if you're giving Pepper's 90 to 100 plays, chance of getting hurt is pretty good. That's a lot of plays. I'm hoping that he doesn't play too much running back or he would take the pounding instead of giving the pounding. And then he concentrates more on other positions in running back. But like, uh, I'd like to see him do a little more receiving, perhaps. He's uh, just a, an all-around player. People say that he hasn't done much. They're just constantly that Pepper gets too much uh, admiration uh, for what he's done, but he hasn't at all. Uh, if you go back and watch last year's game, you can see that many things. Peppers was the weapon on offense, definitely defense. It doesn't get any better than that in football last year. No. What he hasn't done, he hasn't won any kind of championship. And uh, maybe that's on the table here. You know, one of the interesting things that Pepper said is that um, that he hears from Woodson on a fairly regular basis, and that you know they will text back and forth. And Charles Woodson actually mentioned this during the Nike launch event last week mm-hmm. that um, he really likes to watch some of the current players and give them feedback, and that they were very receptive to hearing. You know any kind of hints or tips that he had, so it was interesting to hear Peppers mention it. Um, you know, to, to basically you know say the same thing. Listen, he really appreciates you know when when the greats, the former Michigan greats, um, communicate and kind of give some mentoring and, and help him prepare. And it's funny because if there's any player who Peppers reminds me of potential wise, it's Woodson. I mean, really, you know, and, and we talked about that when he came in. And, uh, you know, I, I think that, you know, it, it, it remains to be seen if he can live up to it. And again, you know, like you said, there's a question of, you know, will he be able to take the wear and tear? Um, he looks he looks in fine shape. I mean, he, he looks beastly. So, um, yeah. you know, I they think... They all look in fine shape. You know, and, and that's the one thing they, they did ask him. You know, there's rumors about this may be his last season in college, and... And you know, again, he, he you know he gave a great answer. He's like, listen, my goal was to get a scholarship so my parents didn't have to pay for college. I've achieved that goal, but now I have new goals. And you know, his goal is to be as good as he can and to help his team win, and and then go from there. So it it, it wasn't a a denial, but I mean, it, it's kind of I, I kind of like that. Um, Sometimes when you have a player come in with the hype of peppers, um, it goes to their head, and and that sometimes clouds their performance. At this point, speaking with him, it seems very clear that 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 his head's in a good place and he's taking care of business. Now, you know, remains to be seen, but um, you know, I, I thought that was good. So um, it was interesting hearing um, Jed Fish talk about the quarterback battle. Um, again, it really sounds like O'Corn and Spate are the top two with O'Corn, um, you know, being the leader. You know, they, they were bending over backwards to say that it's an open competition, but kind of reading between the lines, I, I think it's between those two guys. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No question about it. He was pretty definite about that, really. Uh, it has been since, you know, just what they've been thinking about. 
six years ago. But one thing that I found, found was interesting that I think there's a hidden period that maybe there is I've been wondering and worried about Jamie Chesney and how he is. I didn't know before today what Cynthia was. And it's a posterior crucial ligament of a knee, not an ACL, but a PCL, which is very much easier to uh, cure with therapy than the other. And I read today in Harvard, I said that he's been, he's going to be gold for the practice from here on out. He's going to be gold. If that's true, if, that, if I got that right, that's a big thing because Chessie is very deep threat. He's fat. He does special things. He wasn't voted, uh, I think he was voted the most valuable player last year. So, uh, they need him. And he can contribute. He's been one of the better ones on the year. He's okay. That's, that's the thing for him. They need that. So, Andy, what did you think about Coach Harbaugh's remarks to the media? Well, I think I think he's very much more at home than he was last year. He didn't rhapsodize so much about uh, and, and get so far out with the. Uh, although he he does rhapsodize about some parts of football, like practice, which he rhapsodized about last year. That you know, I'm not sure that everybody that's getting your head knocked around a lot there. Don't appreciate all the time. But I think he's more comfortable in those uh, jump man shoes. He's uh, seems less nervous, less agitated to me. Although he did look tired to me. I thought he seemed more tired. They had that barbecue, and we haven't even mentioned the barbecue, uh, which apparently was a stunning success. They had some five side in the big pool. They haven't had a, they haven't had the smooth or five-star pledges that some people were misinformedly expecting, but I think they made a big flag and got into the list of some of these kids. Some of them pledged to Alabama versus football. I don't know. I have no complaints on the way Highball runs his business. I can't even complain much about secondary because I think I understand better than I did. One of the kids that I thought he gave Harbaugh big credit for deflecting, deflecting uh, all this comment and attention from them and absorbing it himself. And he said, this stuff has to be good because we don't have that publicity monkey on our back every minute. They're paying attention to them, not a thing.
This is the rebirth of the new season. And, you know, it sounds like that, uh, you know, the ship, the team's going into submarine mode. So, and again, you know, I think part of, you can see this and how Fan Day was scaled back and moved to spring. Um, Absolutely. You know, I think that, you know, we're at a place right now where, you know, he wants as few distractions to the team as possible, and uh, he wants their attention. He's going to get it. And frankly, again, Harbaugh is in his honeymoon. He's going to be able to do pretty much whatever he wants, and you know nobody's going to say boo because uh, hopes are so high. And you know, as long as it, it it comes, as long as the team produces, everybody's going to be fine. I mean. He's really in that position right now where, where uh, you know, nobody says boo to anything. So um, I'm just looking forward to the season, looking forward to hearing, you know, things from practice that hopefully we'll hear, you know, things will drip out. So, um, so yeah, we, we get to, we'll get the news eventually and what's going on. But you're not, you're not going to know about whether the state's going to, you know, it's it's funny though, Andy. It's funny though because one of the things they you know Jed Fish talked about was that last year he said they didn't really know who was gonna who was gonna be the leader quarterback until about ten to fourteen days before practice. And I think that's, or before the first game, and I think that's interesting because last year, really, I mean, it, it should have been Rudock all the way. And Absolutely. one of the things that I'm wondering about is they can say it's an open competition, but these coaches have had all off season to be with these players, okay? They have had all spring practice. They've heard, you know, I'm sure reports from summer practice or from summer workouts. So it's going to be, I, I really think that even whether they tell us or not, I think I think that we're going to hear, I think that the quarterback battle is going to be decided much sooner, you know, whether they make an announcement or not. That doesn't mean you know about it much sooner. Oh, yeah, but, I, but again, I'm saying that internally, I, I don't think that there will be much drama. So, Harbaugh, if there's anything that Harbaugh knows, it's photographs. You you said this, uh, that Harbaugh is a guru as far as the quarterbacks go, and he's he's had as much experience as you possibly could get at the position. So the Bears 
is been uh, around for a while. Otherwise, you know, many seasons in Chicago. Uh, I watched him every time he was on TV, and uh, I always followed him you know, when I could. And it was fun, he knows what he's doing. And there's nobody, I don't know of anybody, that knows any more about the quarterback position now that he played at the Florida College level in either. Because he's been there, he's done that, and he did it well. And thanks, and he loves his kid. So, we'll have a good quarterback. Yeah, you can, you can count on it, I think. We can count All right, well, I think that's a good place to end. That's going to do it for this edition of the UMGoBlue.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with... Andy Anderson. Go Blue. Thank you for listening to the UMGoBlue.com podcast. All rights reserved. Search for UMGoBlue.com on iTunes. Go Blue.